Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about some different, let's call them gun store myths that customers come in um, for, with from time to time. Uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully um, these are not myths that you believe in, um, but if you do, uh, we'll set the record straight. Absolutely. So this is kind of one of those rabbi conversations. We understand that sometimes we're preaching to the choir, um, so you've got folks out there that you're helping to bring into the fold and bring forward. Um, you know, with their journey in, in self-defense or self-reliance, et cetera, and, and in general, just being Americans, um, you know, knowing how to owning a firearm and knowing how to use it. So the mythology into things in gun stores is, is really, really thick. Um, but one that keeps popping up that was kind of the impetus behind this podcast, getting started on this topic, um, and the mythology into things is bullets that don't kill people. Uh, we, we have had that comment come up I've never heard that comment before. I've been doing this professionally for 17 years. I've never had somebody until about six months ago, maybe eight months ago, ask for, well, we want to buy a gun, and we're going to need some bullets for it, which has been an interesting conversation in and of itself, period. But then when somebody comes along, but we want those bullets that don't, that don't kill people. Um, and, and while there is such a thing as a bullet that doesn't kill people, um, that bullet is generally referred to as like simunitions or airsoft pellets or something along those lines. Or the, the wax, um, or, yeah, sawdust yeah. things that the, the cowboy action people that ride horses yeah. and shoot balloons shoot. Absolutely. And so, so they're, and, and that's not what they're talking about. They're legitimately talking about bullets that don't kill people. And so I, I think I, I think maybe where this is coming from is they're hearing from from their folks that are bringing them forward, maybe, or or I don't know, maybe they're they've seen it on TV or on the internets. Uh, the internet seems to be the best place to go to get information for anything, no matter what it is. Um, unfortunately, Pat Rogers was fond of calling the internet the disinformation cowpath. Um, there's a reason for that, um, or the error net, or, or the error net. Um, and there, there's a reason for that. Uh, but the reality check is I'm thinking that maybe there's some confusion over training ammo. Um, and we'll refer to training ammo as things like full metal jacket, practice ammo. Um, you know, depending on the, depending on the gun, maybe it's lead wad cutters um, or different things of that nature. Ammo that is not designed to have improved terminal ballistics um, over a practice round or a dummy round or a full metal jacket round. Um, Which, if you think about it, were the, are still the, the rounds approved by the Geneva Convention for it, use in land warfare. Exactly. And I was just going to say, ironically, um, you know, almost everything the military uses is exactly that. It's a full metal jacket round or a, a ball round. Um, whether, you know, whether it's 9mm ammo, that's a 124 grain FMJ, or whether it's 55 grain uh, or, or M855 with the penetrator is still a FMJ round. It's still a full metal jacket round. Um, and, and these rounds are perfectly lethal. Um, if you put them anywhere near where they're supposed to go, they're going to do really bad things. If you put them where they're not supposed to go, they're still going to do bad things. Um, they're, they're not quite as lethal as a hollow point round. Um, but in general, we're also assuming that the hollow point round is going to do what it's supposed to do. If the hollow point round doesn't work effectively, it is still basically an FMJ round, even if it doesn't open up. Um, so yeah, so you know that, that conversation, um, I think, runs back to a mindset around, the, and along with that, I uh, had a conversation at length with a lady uh, here in the last couple weeks, um, very, very nice lady, um, grew up in a world where you didn't need guns and found herself living in a world where you did. Um, definitely not a gun person, probably somebody who voted for Obama twice, um, and, and very nice lady, but you know, she just found that the world maybe had changed on her. Um, I would say she's probably my age or a little bit older. Um, 
found that the world had changed on her and decided the bad guys are going to have guns. She needed a gun too. Uh, but there was a conversation in part of this where she's new to this and she's still trying to figure out how, you know, well, what I want is I want to go take a class where I can learn how to shoot somebody in the knee or shoot somebody in the arm if I have to, you know, and, and, and so, you know, it's just one of those things that comes out of watching cowboy movies where somebody shoots the gun out of somebody's hand. Um, is this a thing where somebody's watched, uh, I don't know, some Keanu Reeves movie where, you know, if the guy's holding you hostage, you shoot the hostage in the leg, you know, so you don't kill him, but the bad guy has to drop him and run away. I, I don't I don't know. Where, or, or is it because Mike Plum shot a pistol out of somebody's hand at Hard Road and Smoky Row, um, you know, circa 1993? You know, I mean, I, I don't know where the idea that, you know, the that that's, that's a good idea. If we talk about the legal aspects of it, which I'm not an attorney, I don't play one on TV, and I didn't even stay in Holiday Express last night, so this is not legal advice. Um, but, but in general, my understanding that, you know, you generally don't want to point a gun at somebody who's not a threat to you and you surely don't want to shoot at somebody who's not a lethal threat to you. And if you have the time and discretion to shoot somebody somewhere other than someplace to stop them from aggressing you, which is generally going to be center of mass, um, you probably shouldn't be shooting at them. Uh, you know, so there's a conversation around all those things that comes up. And so between bullets that don't kill people, uh, between, you know, and, and the conversation was also around law enforcement use of firearms. You know, how come they didn't just shoot that? How come the police officer didn't shoot the girl in the arm and just make her drop the knife? Um, and, and, and some of that's a lack of training. It's a lack of understanding. You go shoot the gun and you understand shooting at a static paper target that's not trying to hurt you. And you still can't put bullets exactly where you want to because you're new and you haven't been trained properly. I think a lot of that comes to light. But it's still interesting to see somebody who has some experience who's taken a concealed carry class who's you know ostensibly goes to the range you know once a month and practices um that still doesn't understand that that's a that's a i won't say it's a non-existent skill set but it exists at such a level that it's just not realistic for the majority of human beings to be able to shoot a gun out of somebody's hand reliably never mind the repercussions of if you're not putting bullets in center of mass on the threat were they a threat to you but let's go beyond that too if you're not putting bullets center of mass, you're shooting at somebody's hand and you miss, where's that bullet going? Because you're still responsible for it. Um, the upper thoracic region is a much larger backstop than an arm or a knee or something along those lines. So you go to do what you perceive to be the John Wayne right thing to do, but that bullet ricochets and hits a nun or an orphan down the street, and, and there you are. And sure, it could hit a pedophile, but that never seems to happen. So, um, so you know, just some of those mythology things that pop up, uh, are, are, are very, very interesting to us. Um, and this is a topic that I could probably run into the ground. I could probably beat this dead horse to dust, not just to death. Uh, because you hear it, and, and it's and it, on the back end, it's funny like this. Yeah. We sit here and we're chuckling, you know. Um, but when somebody comes in and asks you, and they're deadly serious, that they're looking for ammo that doesn't kill people um, or won't hurt anybody, you know, and, and, and it's not a situation where we're like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. You just don't know what you're talking it's, it's deadly serious because you're talking to somebody about a tool that they're in theory going to try and save their life with or someone else's life with and their lack of understanding of what that tool is capable of um, definitely exhibits an ignorance on the topic. Um, so, you know, same thing with people want to buy 22s for the same reason. Well, I just want, I just want a 22. I don't want to, I don't want to kill anybody. I just want to, I just want to hurt them. You know, it's like, huh, 22 or 380 will do that. It will also kill them. So might take three days. Yeah, yeah, and we and that's our that's the standard joke is that 
you know, you can use a 22 for home defense, but it take the butcher block with the chef's knife off your counter. Um, because what happens invariably is, you know, somebody breaks into your house, they grab that eight inch chef's knife, you shoot them with a 22 10 times, they stab you 73 times, you died within three minutes, they died, they bleed out three hours later because the bullet ping ponged around inside the body and hit the hepatic portal vein in the liver. The only place the MRI doesn't see very well, or the, you know, the, the, and, and they finally bled out. They literally fell over on a table in front of a bunch of nurses while everybody's scratching their head going, damn, well, that's a, must have been a 22, you know, huh. or probably not. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the mythology thing is, is interesting. Um, the, the bullets that don't kill people, the guns that only hurt somebody that won't kill anybody. Um, and, and so I, I guess what I'm asking, you know, if you've got that new person out there in your life and you're saying, hey, you know, this, it's time for you to step up and assume some responsibility for your own safety. Um, you know, and, 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 and guys, not to get topical and definitely not to get political. I, I don't, you know, you can blame whoever you want for our current situation. Um, but I think it goes back to 60 years or 70 years of, of, of people stepping away from being interested in politics and following what's going on and not holding all politicians accountable, not, not just D's and R's. Um, there's a reality check too. You have a situation where if you, you have entire, you have cities where entire sections of their police force are walking away. Um, you know, Portland's, Portland's riot squad walking away leaves you in a position where if something's going to go down and there's a group of people that are ill behaving, um, the police may not show up to disperse that group of people, which increases the opportunity that you could bumble your way into it, driving around somewhere in the world, not knowing exactly what's going on. And, and then also the idea that, you know, the police are only a lot of police officers, you know, there's still guys out there that are, that are aggressive and they're not hunting and they're doing what they think they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but there's a lot of law enforcement officers out there that are looking at how uh, their city, their mayor, their safety director are leaving them flapping in the breeze. And so they're only going to calls that they're getting dispatched to specifically. And the reality check is if something's happening at your house and the police are, you know, you call the police to show up, it could be a significant period of time. And by significant, I mean way more than the altercation takes to unwind itself and see what happens. So, you know, so as you're talking to, you know, your friends and stuff like that, maybe a little bit of that explanation about the urgency of dealing with a problem in a in a way that's actually going to resolve it rapidly and effectively, meaning using bullets that I'm not shooting somebody to kill somebody. I'm shooting somebody to get them to stop aggressing me. It just so happens that three or four rounds through the nose or the eyeball does a really good job of that. Unfortunately, that's probably going to kill them too. Um, you know, if, I, I guess if you don't want to take the ride, don't buy the ticket. Don't, don't be a bad guy. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, you know, another one of these things, uh, I, I thought, I thought this was dead, but this has popped up still has popped up again and again over the last year. Um, the magical pump shotgun, rack the shotgun, everybody runs away. Um, the shotgun is a devastatingly effective tool at close range. Um, there's a lot of talk around the versatility of the shotgun uh, because you can run different types of ammo. You can engage targets near and far. And I would say for what a gunfight is considered in the civilian world, a shotgun can engage targets near and far. Um, probably well beyond that legal discretion limit, you know, if you, if the person's that far away, just leave kind of conversation. Um, but the whole, and, and so I'm, I'm, while I'm not quite anti-shotgun, uh, I see enough people struggle with the shotgun due to recoil, due to weight, due to complicated manual of arms. 
um, due to a, a lot of different things going on with the shotgun. I, I will not deny that up close, especially inside your home, it is an effective flight stopping tool if you can use it, if you can master it. Um, but we still get people walk in on a weekly basis going, I just want to pump shotgun because I know if I just rack that, everybody bad, every bad guy in the world knows that sound and they're just going to run away. And that's just not the case. Um, or they'll know where you're at. Or they'll know exactly where you're at. And the bad guy knows he can shoot through walls. He doesn't care. Um, you know, he's seen John Wick movies and stuff like that where, you know, the, you know, you just walk the shots down the wall and maybe get the desired effect. But they, they don't care who they harm in the process. While as a good guy, it's difficult for you to do that. Um, again, uh, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the shotgun for a number of different reasons. I grew up with one in my hands because that's what you used to hunt in Ohio for everything, including deer um, back in the day. And so I'm, I'm, ve I'm very comfortable with one. I know how to make it work. Uh, I know how to do things like select slug and stuff like that. I just don't like the idea of the multiple projectiles downrange. And there's a lot of mythology, again, about, you know, oh, well, you know, if you use a number seven or number eight shot, then, you know, you don't necessarily, you're not necessarily going to kill somebody with it. Um, if you shoot somebody with a shotgun within about 30 feet, uh, in general, that shot pattern, that shot column hasn't dispersed enough yet to, to become a low penetrative device. It is still going to hit you like a proverbial ton of bricks. Um, if your shot pattern at 30 feet is about two to three inches in diameter, if that, depending on the gun, um, and it's pushing really hard on itself, the physics of that are still pretty nasty. Um, and never mind the fact a shotgun is a lethal tool, so trying to use it for a non-lethal effect is, is ill-advised, both legally and from a defensive perspective. Yeah, and if we think about, you know, we've got that two to three inch shot pattern, you know, at 30 feet, yeah. um, you very much have to aim that gun. Yeah, yeah, the whole point of down the hallway and pull the trigger. There's another good one, right? Um, I, and I, I, that's something that I think is interesting that's maybe been brought back to life by like the Mossberg Shockwave and, and the Remington, whatever, the Remington little, um, you know, whatever that similar gun is with the 14-inch barrel um, that kind of falls in federal law's hole, uh, black hole of stupid rules. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, you know, the, the whole just pointed down the hallway and sweep the hallway, um, unless you live in the Taj Mahal or like Edinburgh Palace or something like that, you probably don't have a hallway long enough that that's an effective strategy. Um, never mind the fact if you're not actually looking down the sights, you know, you're not controlling that at all. And with some of those guns, especially with the bird's head grips, it's really hard to look down the sights, shoot the gun, not break your wrist or give yourself a black eye. Um, hence all the fun on the internet when, when some jackass hands his 90 pound girlfriend that gun and lets her, you know, break her own orbital bone with the back of the gun. Um, don't be that guy either. Uh, we love it when we see that. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, another piece of mythology, the shotgun racket and they'll run away or just point it down the hallway and you'll hit everything down the hallway. Um, or worse, do a Biden and put two, two yeah, step out well, on your balcony because everybody's got a balcony, step out on your palatial estate balcony. Um, you know, and, 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 and overlook your beautiful manicured gardens, uh, you know, in your in-ground pool and everything else and shoot a couple shots in the air. The neighbors will love you for that, by the way. Um, the police will love you for that too, by the way. No, no, they won't. Um, you're discharging a weapon within city limits. Uh, you're probably, there's probably some kind of reckless behavior charge there too, yeah. because those pellets have to come down somewhere and generally come down at a terminal velocity. That's still a risk to the community at large now, not just the bad guy. 
Um, but hey, let's get political here. If you're Biden, we don't want to punish the bad guy. We want to punish the community at large. I mean, that is what that's that's what the communists want right now. Um, sorry, almost fell off my soapbox there for a second. Whew, close one. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're all into punishing the community instead of the bad guy. Um, let's put gun owners right in the middle of those sites. Um, let's take away your guns and let the bad guys run rampant. Oh, wait a minute. They're actually doing that right now. Huh. It's like I'm Nostradamus or something. That's kind of cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, what else? What else? What else? Because there are a couple of ones out there, too. Uh, oh, here's another good one. Um, gun store missed that have popped up that you need to squash with your friends. Um, pistols being uh, penetrating less than rounds from specifically AR-15s. And I'll go even more specifically than that. Two, two, three, five, five, six. Um, big conversation about folks concerned about buying certain guns, especially ARs, because of concerns about overpenetration. Uh, uh, I would add shotguns to that too. Shotguns uh, absolutely. And pistols over yeah. rifles. Yeah, absolutely. And and so so people are out there thinking you get a shotgun with double lot buck, it's shot, it's it's shot, it's bird shot, it's buck shot. It's not going to penetrate as, as much. That's probably untrue at common distances within common residential households. Um, you know, again, uh, uh, if you have a house that has a 30 foot by 30 foot room in that house, that's a pretty big house. Uh, it's a pretty big room anyway. Um, beyond that, uh, so you start looking at double lot buck and even birdshot at those distances, again, maintains a really tight shot pattern and will penetrate things like walls and stuff like that. Um, so there's a conversation around that as well as nine millimeter rounds. So, oh, it's a hollow point. It's an expanding round. Um, drywall does not make hollow points expand. It'll plug up the tip of it, it'll go straight through it, and now it's basically a full metal jacket round that'll penetrate the next layer, maybe even a little bit more easily. So the reason why you see most tactical law enforcement units across the country using 5.56 or 2.23 guns, um, and some in short barrel configurations, some in 14 and a half, 16 inch guns, uh, rarely longer than that unless they're stuck with them because they're military like DRMO guns or something like that. Um, and the reason why you see that is because with good ammo selection, you're a little less likely to have overpenetration. That bullet's going to hit an inter intermediate barrier and either disintegrate or it's going to tumble and lose energy very, very rapidly. Um, that's not to say that you can shoot you know, with impunity uh, in a residential structure with an AR and not worry about where the bullet's going because it's just going to tumble or disintegrate and go away. But there is a reality check, too. If I can choose something that's a little safer than option B, I'm going to choose the option that's a little safer than option B or C. Um, again, you know, we talked about shotguns, pistol rounds uh, penetrate really, really well. And then there's also this whole conversation too around certain pistol rounds. While my 45 is big and slow, um, 45 and nine millimeter in a ball ammo configuration. Are both kind of big and slow. Well, they're both kind of big and slow and they both don't, and, and if you look at penetration through ballistic gelatin, you know, everybody talks about the mighty 45 and how your nine millimeter, you know, may not penetrate far enough. Um, nine millimeter ball ammo penetrates about 36 inches of ballistic gelatin if it's the uh, if it's the military spec ammo 124 grain at about 1,200 feet per second, uh, which is a pretty hot load. Um, 45 ACP penetrates. Wait for it, 35 inches, one inch less. Um, and that has partially to do with the initial velocity starting off out of the gun. It also has to do with the shape of the ogive of the bullet. Um, it, so, you know, they both penetrate about the same. And when we start talking about intermediate barriers, not people necessarily, they're both going to go zipping right through walls. Um, we had one of our customers, unfortunately, um, had an ND and shared this with us, uh, because it was a teachable moment for him. And he was hoping maybe we could pass the information on somebody else. Um, and in a, in a house, uh, in his house had an ND 
Um, it went through uh, one interior wall, so two layers of drywall. It went through an exterior wall. Uh, the exterior wall had drywall, uh, insulation, Celotex, and then siding. Uh, the siding was actually like a, a compressed wood siding, not thin vinyl siding or aluminum siding. Um, and then went through the neighbor's siding, Celotex, drywall, wall, um, and into a bedroom, unfortunately one of the kids' bedrooms, uh, and then went through an interior door, which most interior doors you can look at really hard and put a hole in, um, and then into a wall stuck in drywall. So went through multiple layers of stuff, but left his house, went into the neighbor's house, etc. Um, and this is, again, a gentleman who's, who's a gun guy, but not really a terminal ballistics or an external ballistics guy, and, and was mortified to find out that the pistol round that he used to defend his home with, and it, and it was a Hornady product that was designed for self-defense, etc. Um, he was mortified to find out that that round had failed so miserably to hit a piece of drywall and just stop. Um, and that's not how it works. And so for him to share that with us was, you know, one of those like, hey, here's another one of those mythology. This is made for, made for self-defense, but it'll still shoot through stuff because that's what it's designed to do. So, uh, you know, this, again, a topic I could go on and on and on about. Um, I don't know how much I want to beat up this point, though. So um, any other mythology things that you've heard pop up that you'd want to add? Because this has been a weird year for yeah. stuff like that to yeah, come back to life. The, the main reason we're bringing these topics up is we used to hear them maybe once every three, four months. Maybe. And now we hear yeah. them at least... Each one it's of these at least once a week, yeah. if not more often yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, another one, I'll throw out one last one, and I won't beat on this one that long because you guys have already heard my speech on this, um, but just by the little lady of Snubby. Um, if we could let that die, that, that would be great. Uh, the Snubby's a professional's gun, not the amateur's gun. Um, you know, if you, if you follow guys like Greg Elifritz who occasionally do Snubby classes and stuff like that, they'll tell you. I think Greg said he actually had a class here recently. I don't know if it was the most recent one where it's actually clean. Everybody's gone ran. They didn't have any significant problems. Um, but that's the first one in a long time where they didn't have bullet bullets coming loose or a gun shutting down or Hillary holes or whatever causing problems. Um, you know, but that's that's another one to let go. High recoil, crappy sights, long heavy trigger, uh, and limited ammo capacity versus uh, 11 billion great options now on the market. Um, and so the idea that, you know, just because, you know, oh, well, just get the little lady this, like, like she's either mentally challenged or physically incapable. If there's a reason, that's fine. And if you're comfortable with it and you're proficient with a snubby or a revolver, that's fine, too. I have no problem with them. Um, you're, you, but you're making a choice to carry something that holds less ammo, likely in a caliber that's not as effective um, as, as what's commonly available. So, you know, let's, let's let the snubby thing go back, I don't want to say die, but let's let the snubby thing go back to where it belongs, um, and that is as a, you know, a, a high-risk backup um, in very certain slices of life, so. Yeah, yeah. I would add to the, the get the little lady a snubby, uh, the LCP, LCP2, um, yep. bodyguard, any of the tiny little micro 380s uh, yep. that are just miserable to shoot, have really bad sights, don't have anything to hold on to. Yep. And kick like a mule because there's yeah, not much gun there. Yeah, we're back to it. That's that's a that is an experienced shooter's gun. Um, my little LCP that I throw in my gym shorts or that I throw in my pocket when I can't carry a gun um, gets used. Now that the Glock 43 exists, gets used less and less and less and less. And every time I go shoot the gun, I always kind of laugh because I remember, wow, the sights on this thing are almost non-existent. That's okay. I can make it work out to about 21 feet, 30 feet, whatever. 
Um, but I, I always kind of giggle at like, holy crap, this thing jumps around a lot. Um, but it's one of those guns you don't want to necessarily put like grip tape and stuff like that on it because you want it to be slick inside of a pocket. You want it to be accessible, etc. Um, so I've never really gone to the trouble and I have concerns about trying to stipple it because I'm afraid I'll melt through it because it's so freaking small. Um, you know, again, it's that little gun where, you know, oh, well, she just needs a little gun. She's new at this. The little gun speaks directly in the face of the physics of the system. The larger gun's going to be easier to handle, easier to shoot, less recoil, uh, more controllable, etc. as long as we avoid magnum calibers uh, in general. So the, the little gun for the new shooter, the little gun for the little lady um, is, is some mythology that's not doing anyone any favors because if you do buy the new shooter, that little lightweight gun that kicks like a mule, be it a revolver or a little LCP or bodyguard 380, um, the first time somebody shoots it and they don't like it, you're probably not going to get them back on that horse very easily. So bear that in mind as well. So yeah, excellent addition to the mythology. So yeah. So guys, um, these are some topics that, you know, uh, the, the ones we covered can be a little bit painful for us to hear. It's kind of like fingernails on a, on a chalkboard. Um, but I'm sure there are others out there that we haven't heard. And so, you know, we'd love to hear from you if you're in the area to stop by and have a conversation around, you know, some of the things that, you know, some of the mythology that you've heard out there, maybe on the range or maybe in a training class or something like that, um, you know, uh, that, that kind of, you know, kind of makes you cringe a little bit. But again, make sure that you're the person who's, you know, trying to bring that good information forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on that note, as we, you know, hear things and see stuff like this, um, we do post it to our social media accounts. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, search for Cap City Outfitters and give us a follow on there. Um, we're posting... Trying to trying to work around Instagram community guidelines. Um, so if you haven't seen as much stuff on there, um, that's why. Please follow us on Facebook. It seems like we can get away with a little bit more stuff on the book face at the moment. Uh, we also do an email newsletter that comes out once a week on Fridays. Um, it's got all of the you know updates and things from the week as far as what we've gotten in, uh, stuff like that. Um, subscribe to that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com and we will happily add you to the newsletter list. Uh, also on our website, you can find valuable information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, lastly, please come and visit us at the store. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you. We are in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, we're in front of the Aldi's. Um, we're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. Uh, we're here 10 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Stop in and see us. Thanks, guys.